Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're looking at a passage of scripture from Ephesians chapter 4, where the subtitle of it says, Instructions for Christian Living. It's just a couple paragraphs that has so much in it, just telling us how to walk out this new life that God has given us. And so we're going to be taking communion over this today, just over this passage of scripture, asking God for help to walk this out the way he designed us to. But I would take communion every day. About 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. Just doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. But life wasn't going the way I wanted it to go. At the time, I was running my personal training business. My business started out great, but I got into some tough times where my business is losing thousands of dollars some months. Just had the weight and stress and pressure, everything on me. My life was very unbalanced, working too much. I remember getting to the place of just going for a walk with my wife, telling her over and over, there's got to be a better way to live. Shortly after that, I came across this challenge to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. Proverbs has 31 chapters. So on day one of the month, you read Proverbs chapter one. Day two of the month, you read Proverbs chapter two. And then you keep going like that until the end of the month. And then you start back over again. After doing this for a little while, one morning, Proverbs 13, 22, just seemed to jump off the page at me. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse got me thinking, what's the most valuable thing we could pass on to future generations? And the Bible tells us that wisdom is the principal thing. So I made a commitment that day. I want to pass on manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. Areas like purpose and health and family and finances. But when I first got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to seek after God began to totally immerse myself in the things of God. My relationship with him just began to grow exponentially. He began to show up, began to teach me, began to train me this new way of living, just connected to him, making him the source of everything. I just simply began to record my journey, began to document what he was taking me through. And over the course of about 10 years now, it's turned into this whole program we have called the Abundant Life Blueprint with a series of books and courses and now partners But out of everything we do in the Abundant Life Blueprint, I believe the most important thing is daily communion. Daily communion is what I call the number one table turner for all of life. Has the ability to just turn things around and change the trajectory of our lives going forward. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. It's an opportunity to remember his sacrifice and not forget. Helps us to abide in him so that our lives produce much fruit. The Apostle Paul says every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus, which in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation of all the benefits that are found in this new covenant. But it's also important we take it the right way. Every time we take communion, to take it with the fear of the Lord, with deep awe and honor and reverence for the sacrifice of Jesus. And all that he went through, but also remembering, I think, the other side of the cross as well. What his sacrifice means for us. How he connected us back to God, makes us right with God, gives us this new covenant, this personal relationship with him. So the process we typically use, we start with about a two-minute long prayer that's mostly scripture. Coming from Ephesians chapter 1 and the prayer of Jabez found in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves. Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick. 
and die early because they don't examine themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we've been talking about some practical physical workout tips. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them, and all of our church and governmental leaders. I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear Son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. And I keep asking that you, the Father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better. That the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe. The same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us, to make your face shine upon us and let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace, your love and your goodness, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? How are we going to do that? We're going to get connected to the master. Bringing our relationship with God down into today. And masters of anything are masters of the fundamentals. That's where we talk about executing these four fundamentals and bringing some presence and some energy into them today. But before we go through our fundamentals, let's remember, God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, to the promises or inheritance that he had for them, there were steps and stages and a process that they went through. They had to learn to put off their old ways. We're going to see some scripture about this today. Learning to put off their old ways and learning to do things in this new way. Where we make God the source and the center of it. And very simply, I think it starts with believing God's got something better for our life. Better than we can ever ask or dream or think or imagine. It's learning to look at what he can do in his strength, not what we can do in our own strength. Learning to put off our old ways and to embrace this new way of living where we make him the source. We allow him to unfold things in his beautiful timing. So our first fundamental, let's get positioned in the light today. We're going to take our position in humility. Humbling ourselves in relationship to God, humbling ourselves in relationship to other people, because it's the humble who are given grace. It's the humble who are exalted and promoted. We're going to take our position in forgiveness today. 
receiving forgiveness from God, forgiving ourselves, walking in forgiveness with other people. We're going to take our position in love today, kind and patient and gentle, always assuming the best, keeping no record of wrongs, always hoping, always trusting, always persevering because love never fails. We're going to take our position in gratitude and praise today. It's one of the easiest ways to keep our positioning all day long. And being in position is a big deal because it puts us in position to be able to receive everything that God has for us. When we step into the light, we're stepping into Christ. And God has taken everything that he has and he put it all on him. And this day today, we've got access to his spirit and power and presence, his love and peace and joy. His mind and wisdom, there's health and energy, purpose and grace, fellowship with God and people. There's time, finances, resources. It's all available. We have to learn how to get in position, and then we have to learn how to get it flowing through us. Out into the world where we see the fruit or the result of it in our lives. So our first step is to get in position. Our second step is to magnify the light. We're going to turn up the brightness of this light within us. It's going to expand the capacity where God can flow more of all these good things through us. It's also going to get this new covenant rooted and established in our heart. We'll become more consistent in this. And to magnify the light, we've talked about the example lately of two baskets on a balancing scale. One basket full of the issues and problems and testings. The other basket full of our praise. Which basket are we going to put our focus and attention on? Which basket are we going to put our thoughts and words into? Which basket are we going to fill up? Which one are we going to meditate on? So to magnify the light, we can magnify God's word, his unfailing love and faithfulness. We can magnify who he is. He's a great king. He's the king of kings, the Lord of lords. Jesus is the way, the truth. We can magnify on who God is. We can magnify his Mighty works that nothing's impossible with him. We can magnify all he's done in our lives. Looking back at all that he's done, made us righteous in Christ, put this treasure in our heart. And what he started, he's going to finish. This is not denying that there's issues or problems. It's simply choosing to magnify the light instead. In the face of problems, we can fill up that basket of praise. Because we rest and we trust and he can solve those problems a whole lot better than we can. But he does give us a choice. We could choose not to do any of this. We could stay stuck in pride and rebellion, bitterness, unforgiveness. Focusing on that basket of problems, filling up the complaints and venting and pouting. That's where we've got to learn to recognize the symptoms. Because when we're out of position or magnifying the wrong thing, it's going to produce some symptoms in our life. I have the tendency to retaliate at people or withhold good things we know to do. We might avoid people or give them the silent treatment. There's a lack of fellowship with people and God. Inside, there's this heaviness and weight and pressure like it's all sitting on you. you. Might have feelings of hopelessness or helplessness like you're trapped or you're stuck. And all that weight and, or weight and pressure just drains the energy right out of you. Emotionally, there's the fear and stress and worry, frustration. Dreading things in the future, envisioning all these worst-case scenarios. But when we take our position in the light, there's rest in our soul. There's this fullness and completeness in him. We've got fellowship with God, fellowship with people. And when we rest, God goes to work. And everything just begins to flow. Everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing. And all those good things he put within us just begin to flow. 
And if all this weren't enough, God gives us this amazing gift of grace. That if we ever get off track, it just takes a moment to turn it right back around again. And it's learning to recognize those symptoms and make quick adjustments. How do we do it? I think we start with humility. Father, forgive me. I've missed it right now. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves in the middle. If we need to reconcile with somebody else, we take those steps. Then we start praising and magnifying him. And I like to pray this very simple prayer. Father, thank you that what you put within me is more than enough to handle whatever is coming at me today. Help me to handle it in a beautiful, graceful way. For that simple prayer, that weight just lifts off you. Everything begins to flow again. And then our third fundamental. We've got to stay tuned in today. Every day God's trying to teach us and train us. We've got to stay tuned into him. My favorite way to do this is with a journal before bed. I like to start my journal with what I call some filters. These filters are just short phrases, little reminders that I just keep rewriting at the top of my journal every night to just reinforce God's way of doing things, his standard, the vision to help me navigate throughout the day. For example, this filter might look something like the following. God is working continually for my good, and I'm going to do continually good for others. And that short phrase can just help us navigate through the issues and problems of the day. Then I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position. And then to magnify. What went well today? What are all the ways I saw God showing up today? Then I like to ask this question. God, what were you trying to show me today? And just get still and listen and reflect back over the day. Whatever comes into my mind, just begin to write those things down. And then we're going to stay tuned into him throughout the day. If you ever feel like you're losing that connection with him, just take a couple minutes and slow down. Get connected back to him again. Think of it like plugging in a phone to get charged up or powered up in him again. And then the final thing I like to do in my journal is to plan out the upcoming day with God. And I've learned to stick with our fourth fundamental, which is to do what you know to do. What do I know to do today? That becomes the plan for the day. Because I learned sometimes I was getting out ahead of God, toiling away in my mind, trying to figure things out, trying to force things to happen. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. And I was getting behind him. So I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? That becomes the plan for the day. And then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day. And we remember this very important principle that the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. And as I began to learn about this, I began to seek God. What's the best thing for us to say? I felt like he was taking me back to Genesis chapter one, the very first words we see God speak. Let there be light. So I've begun to start my days this way, the very first words out of my mouth. Let there be light. And it's amazing how just such a simple little thing brings a different energy into the day. And then we start walking out that plan together in partnership with him, full confidence that he's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our lives. So let's take a look at the scripture today. This is Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through 32. And the subtitle of this passage says, Instructions for Christian Living. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. He says, So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do, 
in the futility of their thinking. They're darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is now in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they've given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they're full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. Now, it's interesting. You look in the Old Testament. God tells us over and over. God wants to give us the desires of our heart. Jesus says, you abide in me. You can ask for whatever you want. So there are good desires, and then there are deceitful desires. And learning the difference between the two. Then it says, to be made new in the attitude of your minds. To get a whole new attitude in our mind. And to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. For we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. And do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Something I've been thinking about lately. We may do a communion meditation on this. Is not giving the devil a foothold. Jesus says, the devil has no place in me. He has no place in me. He has nothing in me. Learning how to not give him a foothold. Not give him a little opening. Anyone who's been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Now notice, why do you work with your own hands? So that you have something to share, not for yourself. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. So, Heavenly Father, we're just so thankful for the scripture. Just showing us how to live. And we're asking for your help today. To put off our old ways, to embrace this new way of living, to, to put on this new self. To be renewed in the attitude of our minds. We're asking for your help to not have, not give any foothold to the devil. For us to be productive and doing something useful so that we have something to give and something to share. Let the words that come out of our mouth be wholesome and useful for building others up. To be kind and compassionate and walking in forgiveness. We're asking for your help to walk these things out because something I've learned, we can't do this in our own strength. We need your help. We're asking for your help with that today. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's just take a moment to remember. God sent his one and only son. To save us and redeem us, Jesus is willing to come and humble himself, even unto death on a cross. He was spit on and mocked and ridiculed and hit, whipped, 
nailed to a cross. And worst of all, I believe he's separated from God. The cup of God's wrath is poured onto his body. Jesus is asking, Father, if if it's possible, take this cup away from me. The cup of God's wrath was poured onto his body. He was crushed by God. He was destroyed. But then he's raised back to life. He's victorious over death. And now that same victorious power now lives on the inside of us. He connects us back to God, makes us right and holy and perfect in his sight. We have peace with God. All through his one sacrifice. So, Father, we thank you for this bread. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness, transfers us into the light. We can learn this new way of living. We put on this new self. His blood cleanses us and gives us this new covenant with God. This blood sworn oath that God is with us and for us. He's fighting for us. He's working for our good. So, Father, we thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. All right. Health and fitness stuff. Something to remember. We talked about in the scripture today. The body is one. Many parts all working together. So when you do your training, You train your physical body. Let's make sure we train the body as one. Everything working together, everything aligned, moving in the same direction, all the parts in good position, good posture. The body is one. Just keep that in mind as you do your training. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.